0: Okay, so today we're going to be talking about uh, firing clients, which is a concept that was 100% foreign to me during the first, I would say, 15 years of my practice. And boy, did I put up with a lot of bullshit. Um, I'm talking about going to a coffee shop to read for somebody and they don't show up and I don't get paid. I'm talking about um, folks who would call me at three o'clock in the morning on my private cell line um, because they had a terror emergency spoiler alert there is no such thing as a tarot emergency um <laughs> folks who would schedule a phone reading and i would call and call and they wouldn't call answer the phone and so they would like text me or call back going can we reschedule and i'm like sure why not because why not because my time isn't valuable right so the last time i fired somebody was last week because i text people um their pictures of their cards and it's pretty much implicit that the texting relationship that i have with my clients i don't keep their phone their numbers in the phone because it's creepy and i only text them during a reading and i have only had three or four people who have kind of and and i don't mind if listen clients if you want to text me and tell me that your surgery went great i love to hear it that's fine but do not blow up my phone at one o'clock in the morning with a huge question that's six texts long that you didn't fucking pay for. So after the second bout of this, like there girls, you know how much I hate drama. And I just, I'm reading this and it's like unrolling like a telenovela. And I'm like, I can't, I can't even with any of this. So I sent a link to my website and I was like, go ahead and get a reading. And I'd be happy to do a reading for you. And then she gave me lip blocked and deleted fired as a client. We're done and it's only after so many years of doing this that i actually realized that you can fire clients it's okay huh? i know gasp a scandalo um but what it's doing is enforcing your boundaries and we're all feeling a little snarky today so we picked this this topic <laughs> and we're like yeah but yeah. i think that it's you know it's a further invalidation of tarot reading as a legit profession by trying to push my boundaries all over the place so the way that i fixed my boundary issues and i want to jamie and hillary will chime in with their fixes too the first thing i did is i instituted a no refund policy no refunds choose wisely you know if you miss this date you miss the date period because someone else could have had that date so i i do it just like every doctor's office you know, every other legit business that you would run into. The second thing I did was get an automatic scheduler because what I was doing before was emailing motherfuckers back and forth. Like, how about this time at two? Well, is it two my time or your time? I'm like, I just can't with time zones, you guys, just in general.
1: It's It's true. It's It's tricky. Just getting (laughs) the three of us to record on a podcast sometimes. It's like, we have to count on, I count on fingers. Like, okay, this is two ahead. Hillary is three ahead. And Hillary lives 15.
0: East coast is the best. I don't know. Yeah. It's too hard. So that got taken care of with a thing and they can also reschedule their own readings, which is a responsibility I place on my clients because if I'm going to be ready for the reading and you don't call, you missed your window. Thank you for the money. And it's, it sounds heartless, but if you think about the fact that like this week alone, I've probably done 14 readings in the last four days, I don't have time for that shit. I really, really don't. And if somebody is going to bounce on a reading, that's not my problem to solve, you know? Um, and then the last thing I did to enforce my boundaries was I started firing clients. And I would fire them if they overreached, if they were over overly personal, because Yay. I do have some clients mm-hmm. who have become friends, but not through the creepy cloying way that some of them try, you know? Um, I don't want levels of intimacy with my clients because then you're not a client. It's, it's, it makes the relationship weird. And if a friendship is going to grow organically, it'll do that. You know? So um, Hillary, your eyebrows have been doing a lot since I started talking. (laughs) So let's, let's head to the East coast. What's up, Hill?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, this, again, it's going to take you a long time to learn it, but once you learn it, you never forget it. And I remember, The first time I fired a client, and I don't think you ever forget your first time firing a (laughs) Mm client, but the lessons I learned in that and, and everything that you were saying about, like, I've become friends with clients, but not in the personal cloying way, like this person was exhibiting that kind of behavior and they were pushing past niceties and business boundaries and going right for, well, I want a reading the same weekend that you already said that you're going to be made of honor in your sister's wedding. And I'm like, pardon me, <laughs> what? <laughs> so, and I felt myself bending over backwards to this person. And then finally I was just like, why am I doing this? You know, like why, why? And The last straw of that was me giving straws, basically, and saying, oh, well, I can't do an in-person session, but I can probably, if you send me a question, I could probably answer it over email, but I won't be answering it until late Sunday or at the earliest. And sure enough, Sunday morning, well, you said Sunday, where's my reading? And I'm just like, so, and I still didn't learn. I still didn't learn. But what really got me to finally be like, no. So I booked with this person and I had been reading for her for about a mm, year and a half. The question was always the same. The cards were always the same that kept on coming up. And she kept on making these excuses about why the cards weren't changing. And so I knew that she wasn't implementing any of the homework, mm-hmm. any of the of the advice, because Listen, a tarot reading in and of itself can be a catalyst, but most of the time you got to do the work for the cards to change. Unfortunately, I could see the pattern that she wasn't doing that. So all I did was suggest to her, hey, I think maybe you should go see another intuitive or another psychic. I have a bunch of people that I trust Mm -hmm. um, and I'll give you a referral to them before you come back to me to book another reading. I think another intuitive's perspective may really be needed here. Yeah. And she acted like I was breaking up with her.
0: Oh, for fuck's sake.
2: Oh, God. And so that became, I'm sorry, due to your behavior, I can't read for you ever again. We're done. Yep. And she all, she wanted to get me on the phone to ask me why, why, I don't understand. And it's just like this, this is why yeah. I am not, I'm not your friend. I'm not your therapist. I'm not answering your needy, needy emails at three in the morning or your texts. And by the way, I have a Google voice thing or whatever that's on do not disturb all the time because of that whole, there's yeah. mm-hmm. a tarot emergency. It's just like, no, 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 there is no tarot emergency. So that was my first big firing. Oh. Um, and also I wanna, I wanna kind of like, say okay i get the refund thing but sometimes it's easier to pay them to go away that's
0: true yeah. and if we remember from my last fuck up that i talked about on here sometimes you just you just should um but i i like i mean there were so many red flags there but you had to go through them to learn that they were red
2: exactly and
0: i've had the same problems like i the one that is really resonating with me. with is the um, I had to let somebody go because of the redundancy thing? Because I'd been reading for this fellow for like ten years, and we'd hit a rut, and I didn't feel like I could honestly take his money anymore to do the yes, same. Yes, and that yeah. was
2: where I was coming from too. Yeah. Where like I don't think I think you're wasting your money coming to me. And then so like, maybe if you go to another psychic yes. that I recommend, maybe you'll, you'll be able to work through these issues or you'll be able to get past this and yep. then you can come back to me. And yeah, I yeah. thought that was a completely reasonable thing to say because it was a reasonable thing to say, because no, like if you're dealing with a charlatan tarot reader, no charlatan's going to say, no, I don't want your money. Right. Exactly. <laughs>
1: Exactly. <laughs> well, it's also a written agreement between the two of you. Like I've had a reader friend come to me with the same thing. Like I'm taking somebody's money, but they're asking me the same damn question over and over again. And I'm like, well, either you can t- offer to give them to a different reader or make sure the agreement is that maybe they just want to talk to you. Maybe they just need that, you know, the discussion for whatever reading, you know, uh, reason they're acting like you're the therapist if that's the agreement between you and that client then you know make sure that both sides know it and continue as normal but right. if you I, I i have an issue with that as well i don't want to take somebody's money it's question. not
0: ethical like i had a one lady because you guys remember like three years ago my grandpa died and then my grandma died and then my uncle died like all in three months. It was Mm -hmm. really rough. Yeah, I didn't do readings for probably two months around that time because I just couldn't. I was busted. And I had a client who actually emailed me and said, when do you think you'll be finished grieving? And I was like, so we're done.
2: Never, never for you.
0: When I'm ready. (laughs) I don't know what her intention was because she literally phrased it like that. And I cannot think of a kind way that you would ever ask someone when do you think you'll be finished grieving? Because I need a reading. And I said, we're done. Don't call me again. And I think that in tarot readings, you have to you have to protect your personal self and you have to protect your business from folks who treat it like it's a hustle. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this before. If you treat your business like a hustle, you're going to get clients that treat it like a hustle. And the thing that really struck me is this is a, a lady who was in her 70s, I think, 60s or 70s. And had absolutely no regard for the fact that I was literally in mourning. That's not a client I want. You know, Hillary, it's just like the one you were talking about. I don't want that.
2: We're not a tarot reading, ass Zoltar automaton. We're living, breathing human beings with our own personal lives, with our own needs, with our own families. I mean, like, if, if someone had said that to me when my father passed away, I would have I been livid i would have been furious at them thankfully all of my clients and i had this was oh gosh i had um i had booked a whole bunch of different parties at that time. Cause mm-hmm. I think it was, it was around the holidays, actually um, the winter holidays. And, and I had to just go through my client list and say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, I've had a, I've had a death in my fa- family. My father, my father, unexec- unexpectedly passed. I'm going to have to, to cancel. I hope you understand, you know, and everyone was really wonderful about it. But like, that's the, that's the point guys. Like We are living, breathing human beings. This is our job. We do it for a living. Whether we do it full-time or not, it is still our business. Mm -hmm. And if you're not respecting us for the business people that we are, we're going to fire you. Go someplace else. Like there are so many readers that you can go to. Like like what you were saying before, we don't have time for this. Mm -hmm. I want to make time for the people that actually I work well with and they work well with me. And we have like a... A rapport, you know, and and sometimes you have to fire clients because they're not moving in a direction. Like there, there's mm-hmm. no movements, you know, and that's not because we we don't like you. It's simply because we're trying to be ethical here. And yeah, do what's I don't want right. to take money
0: to to just rehash the same shit over and over. Because and I and I had a very open relationship or open relationship. Well, we weren't that close, <laughs> but I had a very open conversation with my client. I was like, I feel that if I do any more readings for you, it's taking advantage. And I know a reader and this this client was a gay man. And I was like, I have a, another reader who is also a gay man. And I think that some of the stuff you're asking me about, he would have a certain insight to. And I tried to match him up and they, they hit it off like gangbusters. And I might not never get that client back. And that's fine because my, my happiness comes from the fact of knowing that he's moving forward. That's great. He can move forward with Seth, you know, and not me. That's fine. That makes me happy. So, Jamie, your thoughts on firing clients?
1: Oh, yeah. So many thoughts. Um, (laughs) One of the things is, um, first thought, just dovetailing into what you two have been saying, is when you fire somebody, you don't have to give a reason. Exactly. This is not like, you're you're not, you know, it's not like a job, you know, a two-week job thing where you have to give notice or something. No, it's a, you know, simple as, I'm sorry, I can't see you anymore period if they ask why you can ignore it they there is no contract that it's it's kind of a boundary thing like people expect especially for women or cis women that we have to always give them a reason I have always given a reason for why I do things because either my family has expected it Mm -hmm. from me or others like my old past relationships expected of me I don't do that anymore if I say no it's a no I don't need to tell you my life story about why I made the decision. There is a important, you know, I, I made, I made that choice in my head. It's going to stick, you know, and if you keep pushing, (laughs) I, I, I don't cuss when I, you know, uh, I don't cuss all the time with my clients, but you know, if somebody keeps pushing, yeah, you better believe the wheel and fiery side of me, is going to come out. I'm going to just start cussing and saying, fuck off. Yeah. So I, and I don't want that, you know, I want to stay nice. I want to have, you know, you know, I, I don't like burning bridges, but I will if I have to.
0: And so- not just like don't need a reason, but you don't have to apologize either. Yeah, because that's a that's a Midwestern thing that that I don't know if it's spread across the country like a fungus, but Midwestern people will apologize to tables if they bump into them. You know, like oh sorry about that. Oh, I just bumped into <laughs> you there, and uh, oh Christ. But the thing, <laughs> the thing that always I always bite my tongue actively, if I do something someone else doesn't like, I don't have to apologize for that because I didn't do anything wrong, mm-hmm. you know? So sorry to interrupt, Jamie, but you're making a really good point. And I just wanted to tag that onto the end.
1: It's, it's yeah. true. I mean, it is something that we have to drive home. And even, you know, if you think about it, make yourself an index card, put it on your computer or your reading space that when you fire a client, you don't have to give or reason or notice, you can fire them on the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things I've, I mean, listening to other peers like you two and other friends as I was coming up through the ranks has taught me a lot about how to avoid kind of the firing an actual reader client. So I haven't done a lot of firing reading clients yet because of that. And I think one of the things that I've done that helps to kind of avoid that situation is to have like the pre screen Mm -hmm. The um, again, I use acuity as well as I I can't remember if you both use acuity scheduler or or something else, Yep, (laughs) but yeah, it's, it's that yeah. Acuity allows clients to, you know, look at my calendar, see when I'm open and schedule something. And I have a free consultation one time only that we meet via zoom and for face-to-face if it were a non COVID time and you were local and we talk about your needs, what you want, and what you want to get out of it very specifically, why you are coming to me as a reader. Sometimes mm-hmm. I might ask, why me specifically? Well, it's because I heard what you said on card slingers and I thought I need you to kick my ass or <laughs> yada yada. And I'm like, great, no problem. And so I'm able to kind of weed out some of those um those misfits. And I'm not saying like, you know, misfit as in derp derp, you're you're different. I mean like miss fitting into my structure. I've had, um, friends who wanted to use me as a reader or use me as a reading client. And I've been up front saying, I give homework. These are going to be an hour long session and you're going to do a lot of work by yourself. It's not like that five minute little bit I gave you at, uh, that festival last weekend. It's going to be an intense working together. And they're like, Hmm, maybe that's not what I want. And I'm like, no problem. When you figure that out, Then come to me and then we'll, you know, figure out how our co-creative sessions will go. Yeah.
0: Those parameters are so important because they, like, I'm going to be raising my price in January for the first time in like five years. And one of the reasons I'm doing it is because, and this is going to sound really shitty, but I'm a business owner and it's important. I don't want to do clients who don't want to read for clients who are not serious about getting a reading. Yes, And if I raise my prices, it's going to uh, sort through the folks who genuinely want to work with me versus people who maybe read my book or heard the podcast and are like, I totally want to do that. Um, That's
2: great. That sounds like fun. Yeah, uh, it can be. It, and, it and totally do can be. Yeah, it can I don't mind like
0: doing fun readings. What I mind is sitting down and doing a reading with somebody when they argue with me for 45 minutes. And I'm like, bitch, you're paying me to argue with you. <laughs> I'm not mad about it. That's fine. Thanks for the money. But I don't like that. I want somebody who is going to get a reading because they want to hear what I have to say, not because they want to validate their shitty behavior and use me to do that, you know? And folks like that, can go somewhere else for a reading. It's fine. But I think it's it's part of the same reason. Like you were saying, Jamie, like if I'm not a good fit for you, be gone. Yeah. If, If you don't like paying for readings in advance, which was a huge thing that changed the shape of my whole business was you don't get a reading unless you pay me
1: first. Guess how many people stood me up after that? Zero, zero, because mm-hmm. yeah, because yeah, they're losing the money with a no refund policy. Yep, I, I, my policy is twenty four hours. You know, kind of like some some doctor's office has twenty four hours. So I mm-hmm. kind of, you know, again, you know, a doctor's office, a lawyer's office, look at their policies verbatim, yep. copy, modify to how it fits you. Having those policies up front helps you in being able to maintain ethics and keeping the money. I will say life does happen, you know, you might be late a little bit. I give like a, a first, you know, one strike, two strikes, you're out policy. The third one, yeah, you're done there. You know, there's no coming back, yeah. but I've had to fire. Um, I also mentor people and I've had to fire a mentee because mm-hmm. I give homework again. You know, they they came to me to either learn tarot or, you know, learn how the business of becoming a pro reader. And I had one client, one of the first homeworks, the first homework I get for free, and that's keep a daily or a weekly or a card journal, basically. Mm-hmm. Get that blank notebook, get something, get your loose leaf papers, and write at least one side of an eight and a half by 11, or the equivalent to a card a day or a week or whatever. And then bring that in our sessions. And they hemmed and hawed about, Oh, I I just, it's too hard. I just, I I can't. And to me, that's showing a lack of dedication, a lack of focus, and you just want me to provide the answers, kind of like certain types of readings that a lot of us don't like to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's, to me, it's festival style readings. That's that fortune telling thing. When you want me to tell you what to do, but you don't do it, or you get the same question, the same cards over and over again, and you still don't do it. That tells me you're not really interested in solving Your issues and making true change in your life. And it's disappointing when that comes, when you have mentor or mentor mentees come and do that or readers, you know, or clients, because I want to help you change. I want to see the cool shit that you can manifest into your life and bring to you when you look at the cards, listen to what they have to say and either do what they prescribe or change it. So you avoid what they prescribe. Right. And and mentees are the same way. You yeah. know, yeah, absolutely. Do your you and I binging
0: Grey's Anatomy right now. It's super relevant. Let me tell you why. Okay. Because George didn't pass his intern test. He got kicked out of the program. I don't want to spoiler alert the show. This is like a 17 year old episode. Whatever. But, <laughs> but we're not mad. But he got kicked out of the program. So if you set up a program and someone doesn't follow the things, you're no different than Seattle Grace Hospital. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm going to stretch this fucking metaphor as far as I can. Um, but, you know, just like George needed to toe the line and probably not sleep with his boss and stuff, um, your your mentees need to do what you're prescribed in mm-hmm. the program or they get kicked out of the program they have to go across the street to Mercy West.
1: That client, or sorry, that mentee Cute. looked at me when I fired them and said, one of these days I'm going to come back and I'm going to be better than you and I'm going to show you. And I looked them straight in the eye and I said, I hope so. Please show yeah. me that you can do the work. Yeah. I want to see it. It hasn't happened yet. I'm still waiting for the day where they can come back and say I've done it. <laughs> well, I think I think what Jamie
2: brings up a really interesting point, um especially about Setting up your business so that you don't have to fire clients. Mm -hmm. And one of the things she mentioned, one of the words that I heard was ethics. Mm -hmm. If you have an ethics page set up on your website or wherever you're advertising your readings, it will save you so much heartache and so much uh, wasted time and energy and effort. Because if you have an ethics page, your clients know what you're about and if their client if your clients match up their ethics to your ethics you're probably going to be fine and you won't have to fire them Mm -hmm.
0: expectations being clear like these are my expectations of you as a mentee of you as a client um like I've had one person that that I they texted me and I was like hey I don't really text outside of a reading and they went holy shit I'm sorry I didn't hear from the young until they booked the next reading I got no problem with that person. That's fine. But I think that it is my job and your job and your job to set boundaries for what our business looks like. And if we slack on that, I used to blame it on other people. I'm like, can you believe how rude they are? And I'm like, they didn't know the parameters, Melissa, Dumbass. Come on. <laughs> but if we set the parameters and allow people to cross them, it's our fault. Yeah. If we set the parameters and people cross them, you're fired. As a or,
2: or there is uh, two strikes, you're out, three strikes, you're out. Mm-hmm. But all of this is listed on your ethics page or how yep. you work. And all you have to do is points. Yep. Like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Like, you're surprised that I'm firing you. Here's X, Y, and Z reasons why. They are clearly listed on my ethics page. Mm-hmm. I hope you find a reader that works for you. Yep, Done. Done. And that way it takes all of the pressure or the animosity out of firing the client because it's not it's not a negative or a positive experience. It just is an experience. And maybe that person Mm -hmm. will understand and learn and will do that to their next tarot reader.
1: It's called a business. You know, businesses will fire people, or restaurants fire or fire people if they're too rowdy, or don't pay them, or they refuse
2: service. Yeah,
1: or Or if you're not wearing shoes, no shirt, no shoes, no service. No service.
0: Yeah, you know, businesses no shoes, no sass, no service. Yes, I I use sass from my clients.
1: Yeah, so run. (laughs) You know, again, learn how the fine art of running a business. I'm not saying I'm perfect because I know I'm far from perfect on the business end. However you know, these are things that you can start bringing into having your boundaries setting up. I love that setting up your business to succeed. Yes. By like pre-screening the ethics pages, the clarifying your expectations, all these things can help you bring the type of clients you want to work with. Mm -hmm. Being clear about what types of ratings you want to give also clears that. I mean, I, I've, when I do event readings or the fortune telling style stuff, I get the typical love questions or work questions, money, et cetera type stuff. But in my private cr- practice, I get the really cool questions of how can tarot and you help me go from point A to point B mm-hmm. in X time? Or I don't know, I don't have a time frame. How can I change my life? Yeah. And that's because that's the way I've cultivated that private practice so you can you know start incorporating all this to attract the people you want to work with at the prices you want to work with yep. that honor you
2: exactly and you don't have to do it all at the same time either like I know I'm hearing all of this advice and I'm just like oh if I was a if I was a new reader or if I was like a, you know just a couple of months into my my professional reading practice I'd probably be really overwhelmed guys this is over a number of years of all of us being in business integrate these things as you go, Mm -hmm. as you you fire your first client, because no matter how good your ethics page is, you will have to fire a client sooner or later, it's going to happen. So learn from it and then take what you've learned from it and integrate that into your ethics page or your FAQ page or wherever you're listing your services and be like, here's how I work best. Here's how I don't work best. Here's the clients that I work with. Here's the clients I don't work with.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was going to add that in because, yeah, if you don't um, learn the lessons, you're doomed to repeat it, kind of like your clients yeah. that, that keep coming to you with the same questions over and over again. Will he come back? Yeah. No. Dump him. But, <laughs> and, but one, one more thing that, you know, to, to add in, into all this is that it's okay to also talk about this stuff with your peers. Like us, for example, or others, you can ask them, how did you fire a client? How, are, how can I fire or should I fire this person because they come to me three days in a row with the same question and I keep telling them, no, is that when I should let them go or do you want to take them on? You know, you can, you can start forming collectives in your own uh, tarot local groups or peer groups You know, when you trust people enough to start asking these questions. And also a
0: tip on referrals, the lady who said that I wanted to know when I would hurry up and stop grieving, I didn't refer her to anybody because I wouldn't do that to my friends. So it's okay to not refer people to. It's okay to just say, we're done. Go on the internet, find yourself a reader, because I didn't want to inflict somebody that callous on my friends. Now I refer people who don't like how much I swear. I refer people who I'm too expensive for. I refer people all the time because we're not a great fit for whatever reason. But if they're a complete asshat, I don't owe them shit. The internet exists, find a reader. It's not my problem, Saul.
2: And there's tons of readers out there. Like there yep. really is, I, I feel like there's a reader for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Somewhere, someway, there's a reader for you. It may not be me, it may not be Jamie, it may, it may not be Melissa, and that's okay.
0: And that's you will okay. will
2: find the reader for you.
0: Exactly. So yeah, I think that'll wrap it up for today. Um, I think the most important thing, I mean, I love talking with you guys about this. And that's the thing that I think is the most valuable is not everybody has a group of peers that they can talk to like this. So go on meetup.com, join Facebook groups if you're comfortable. If you're going through creating your own business, like Hillary said, and you're in the beginning, bounce it off of people that are doing the same thing you are or have a little bit more experience. you. You don't have to do this alone because it's not a vacuum. And we're here for you, not like physically because COVID, but, you know, your community is here for you and we can answer the questions for you. So if you do have a question for the card slingers coast to coast, you can uh, send an email to cardslingers.cardslingerscc at Mm -hmm. gmail.com. I remembered our own email.
1: Or even ping us on Twitter at twitter.com slash cardslingerscc.
0: Yeah. And anyway, so um, thanks for hanging with us. And remember that if somebody crosses your boundaries, it's your fault.
1: Yay. (laughs) I don't think that's the takeaway. (laughs) Oh, wait, no. If
0: somebody crosses your boundaries, it's your job to reinforce them. There you go.